You are listening to WTUZ Radio Podcast. Welcome to WTUZ Radio Podcast. I am your host, Rhonda. Uh, Today's topic is hidden technology in plain sight. I had a post uh, run across my feed with um, some Tesla technology, and it said... Tesla made an earthquake machine. I'm like, huh? (laughs) Now, I'm familiar with uh, Tesla's work. I don't know everything that he worked on. I'm more familiar with him, with wireless technology, and him using the science of uh, vibrations, okay? And using the basic mathematic principle, it's called the wave and three, the six, and the nine. Okay. Uh, So Tesla, back in the 1800s, his concept was technology should be free, specifically energy should be free. It should be used with the natural energy of the earth, the natural frequencies of the earth and the air and in the ground. And you can generate electricity from these things. You can do it wirelessly as well. And he proved it. He had several prototypes. And um, he was up against... Uh, Edison's concept and Edison won won out in the end. Some say it was uh, purely for profit and Tesla's technology was buried. So uh, there's at least two movies on it. Uh, Shoot, I can't think of um, the the X-Man that played a wolf. He ain't no wolf, yeah. I'm trying to get it together with the metal claws. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. I think he played it. Don't quote me. I'm I'm probably about to sit up and mix him up with somebody else. Nonetheless, there are at least two movies um, that Hollywood made regarding Nikola Tesla, and um, you can also find documentaries. There is also a bunch of YouTube videos, okay? Now, I say, and um, shout out to the Mud Flood community, they say as well that Tesla's technology was really old world, and I'm putting old world in quotations, old world technology that has been buried and hidden, okay? So meaning the old world was much more advanced than they are leading on to. So there was already free energy, literally already free energy, already natural free energy that used the concept of Tesla, 
Uh, we also see other things. Folks have resurfaced pictures of electric cars, uh, electric walkways, um, even electric scooters, y'all. Y'all know them electric scooters that just got popular over, what, the last five years? That They already had that in the um, 17, 1800s, okay? So um, the premise is that a lot of technology was purposely, the old world technology was purposely taken away and hidden. And um, the mud flood community says that's what they call resets, where some small group of people, very small group of people decided to change the entire civilization the way they wanted to change it, okay? And that's what they are calling reset, all right? Uh, some say that resets, they're even using some sort of technology with that to cause catastrophes, which may lead to a um, lot of people being eliminated, and even down to the point, those that are left, they're either their memories are quote, quote, erased, or a new population is totally brought in via small children, which they are calling the orphans. You can research the orphan trains. And uh, they're able to program these children or educate these children to give them totally new identity and give them a new set of history, okay? Now, I've seen uh, different people say, and even people outside of the quote-unquote mud flood community, <clears throat> I've uh, heard a, as a late date of the 1700s, as a reset, um, and then the next date I heard was like the 1600s, and then I also heard in the 1500s, okay? These resets occur via technology, so meaning uh, major earthquakes, hence it's why we are making this particular podcast to discuss technology, old world technology hidden in plain sight. So the resets are done via earthquakes, via mud slides. That's where the term mud flood community comes from because when mud slides occur and what they're saying, and, and folks have proven this on YouTube videos by doing demonstrations that the technology exists where you can put a certain tone frequency on the ground and it would liquefy, liquefy the ground, turning it into mud, hence the mud floods, meaning ruins have been found via mud floods or you can simply look at 
a lot of the old structures in these different cities and you can look at what they're calling the basement window that's sitting underground, okay? Or you can see pictures where there is a huge renovation going on on some of the older structures. And once they do excavation, you can see that structure was either built on top of with the new structure or there were several other entrances, floors down from what is showing on the um, building now, okay? There are entire cities that are built on ancient ruins, particularly Atlanta is one of them, okay? You can see the old world Atlanta real, real easily. When you go to a place called Underground, that's part of that old world Atlanta that they left open. But the entire city of Atlanta is built on top of an older city, which hence makes sense. Anybody that has lived in Atlanta Child is always some doggone sinkhole somewhere. That makes a heck of a lot of sense now. Okay. And a shout out to Bobby Hammett, the elder. He was the very first one that dropped that information. That was even before there was a such thing as a mud flood community. Okay. So another technology uh, that the mud flood community is saying is being used to do resets also are um, kind of a laser technology. So meaning this high powerful laser that can strike things and crumble, either crumble them to shreds or can make a clean cut slice through them. All right. We know that this technology exists today because it is called DO, direct energy weapon. Okay? So do your own research on that. Um I'm just going to say some folks are also saying that that is connected to certain fires. You go do your research. I'm trying not to get this censored. You'll know what I'm talking about if you do your research. Okay? It's also said that that uh, technology is even being used today um, to take down some old structures as well. And that's what they use in the past as well to take down old structures. All right? And you can look at some of the ruins and you can see where some of the ruins look like something hit it and it was a precise precision cut through stone. All right. So just to give you a little background on uh, old world technology, 
hidden in plain sight. So we're going to get on specifically, just to give you an example, uh, since this was the inspiration of this particular podcast, let's look at Nikola Tesla's earthquake machine. So um, let's use a little bit of technology here. Okay, let's see here. All right, so y'all, Forbes has really been hitting on it lately, and I've been trying to, I'm just going to have to break down and pay the little people. (laughs) But anyhow, uh, Nikola Tesla's earthquake machine. If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Nikola Tesla. Okay, so that's a picture of dude. Okay, now some claim this was not the original picture of him. I don't know that for sure. I don't know that for sure. Okay. Um, Oh, he was 40 on there. He looked pretty good for 40, especially back up in the day. Okay. All right. Nikola Tesla is today famous for his work on electricity and energy. He developed the alternating current system, making it possible to transmit electricity over large distances and work also on wireless communication and energy transfer. Now, child, when I first heard about uh, Tesla, and heard, honey, he was messing around with wireless technology in the... um, Late 1800s, I'm like, child, get out of here. He was a brilliant thinker, but also very eccentric. You know, they always got to throw that out there. Okay? Maybe the more enigmatic parts of his personality make him such an interesting subject for uh, conspiracists. Uh Uh-huh. Always got to put... The conspiracy theorist with the tenfold hat on always got to throw salt on the on the on the brother or sister's <laughs> name. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was brilliant. She was smart. Dude, but you know she was a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> but anyway, Tesla is credited to have worked on unknown energy sources. Huh? What you mean, unknown energy sources? To be contacted by UFOs caused by the Tunska, whatever, Tunguska, Tunguska explosion by a death ray and even worked on earthquake generator. So let's go into what this supposed UFO theory is and I don't believe that part at all. I do believe that blood was working on unknown energy sources and this death ray, that was the laser thingy that I was explaining to you all earlier. It's called Do Today Direct Energy Weapon. Um, uh, You know that thing that they have been showing y'all in Star Wars for years? Uh, 
Alright. But let's let's see what they talking about this uh uh what's a face explosion. Now what oh they took it down. Oh, so you wants to take it down. Oh so you wants to take the link up out of here. Wait a minute, family. Let me do a quick search. Oh, so you wants to take some stuff down. Wait a minute. Nasty, nasty. Y'all know y'all done messed up, right? Y'all know y'all done messed up. Okay, see, I don't, I don't appreciate stuff being taken down. Hold on, family. Child, now, see, see, now, see, now, see, now, now, now I'm about to look. All right. Uh... Because you're going to take the little link out there. So you did. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Mm-hmm. I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate it at all. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me bring, bring this back up. See, I don't appreciate it. I be trying to be balancing stuff for the most part. But a uh, when you have a link in there, and then you take it out, now you're forcing the sister to go there. <laughs> All right. So this the little event. The tongue, the Tunguska event. And for those of you that's listening to the podcast, T U N G U S K A event was a massive 12-megaton explosion that occurred near the Potkamenia Tunguska River, and I ain't trying to pronounce all of that, Russia, on the morning of June 30, 1908. The explosion over the sparsely populated eastern Siberia Flattening estimated 80 million trees Chow. over an area of 830 square mile of forest. An eyewitnesses report suggests that at least three people may have died in the event. The explosion is generally attributed. Chow, no, they, no, they, uh, no, they, uh. The explosion is generally attributed to the Airbus of a stony meteoroid about two, uh, 160 to 200 feet in size. Mm-hmm. The meteoroid approached from the east-southeast and likely with a relatively high speed of about 27 com- kilometers, it is classified as an impact event. Now, check this out. Peep this. Peep this, though, y'all. Peep this. It is classified as an impact event, even though no impact crater have been found. Okay, so, uh, you minks to tell me that you want us to sit up here and believe that a meteoroid hit, but you don't have no impact crater. Oh, okay then. The object is thought to have disintegrated at an altitude of three to six miles rather than to have hit the surface of the earth. 
Okay. The Tunguska event is the largest impact event on Earth recorded history, though much larger impacts have occurred in prehistoric times. Muffler community. Muffler community. Y'all hear this? Y'all hear this, boo? They said that this supposedly and allegedly was the largest event, although it have occurred in prehistoric times. Mm-hmm. An explosion of this magnitude would be capable of destroying a large metropolitan area. It has been mentioned numerous times in popular culture and has been inspired by real-world discussions of asteroid impact avoidance. So that's what y'all want to go with? Let's show this picture right quick. Okay, so this is a picture. Um, I guess this is showing the remnants. Child. Hey, this is the... Um, show this picture. Trees that was knocked down. Child. Okay, and this is the uh, location. Okay. So right outside of y'all, uh, what they call in today, Siberia. Child. Let me see what else. Okay. Child. Okay, so y'all... Force the sister. I was really, truly minding my chilling, chilling, minding my business. But see, since you wanted to take this up out of the article, you forced the sister to pull it. So let's just go back to this, what they um saying. Tesla is credited to have worked on unknown energy sources. Uh-huh. To be contacted by UFOs. I, I'm not believing that part. I ain't fencing, fencing a sit up here and lie. I'm not believing this UFOs part. Caused the Tunguska explosion by a death ray and even worked on an earthquake generator. This part, this part right here, this part right here, in my Cat Williams boy, I straight believe. Show do. Strike, believe it. In 1896, Tesla was working on oscillation to be used for energy transfer. The idea was to create a steam-powered power, oscillator able to create various frequencies. If the frequency matched the resonance frequency, a receiving device should transform the mechanical oscillation back into an electric current. Okay? So this is the device, and this is public domain, Tesla steam-powered electric generation, generator or oscillator. 
the device was intended to produce electricity. Huh? You mean a steam power electric generator using frequency? Huh? Let's continue. In 1897, the device was ready, and in 1898, he supposedly managed to escalate his laboratory at 48 East Houston Street, New York, enough that alarmed neighbors called the police and ambulance, fearing an earthquake happening. Tesla later explained this principle to reporter Alan L. Uh, Benson, who published in February uh, 1912, an article about Tesla's resonator in the World Today magazine. He put his little vibrator in his coat pocket and went out to hunt a half-erect steel building. Down in the Wall Street district, he found one. Ten stories of steel framework without a brick or stone laid around it. He clamped the vibrator to one of the beams and fussed with the adjustment until he got it. Tesla said finally the structure began to creak and weave, and the steel workers came to the ground panic-stricken, believing that there had been an earthquake. Police was called out. Tesla put the vibrator in his pocket and went away. Ten minutes more, and he could have laid the building in the street. And with the same vibrator, he could have dropped the Brooklyn Bridge in the East River in less than an hour. Tesla imagined using the waves or frequencies generated by his invention for peaceful applications. One device would transform electricity into vibrations. Tesla then would use the rocks in the underground to send vibration to a second device. Mm -hmm. This receiving device would pick up the vibrations and transfer the oscillation into electricity to be used locally. In fact, so Tesla, the device consisting of a piston vibrating in a cylinder was already powerful enough to vibrate an entire building. Just one precaution was necessary. If powerful enough, so Tesla, his machine, could match Earth's frequency causing even earthquakes. Still, in the 1930s, Tesla imagined, um, imagined using smaller devices to relieve energy from Earth, in this case to prevent earthquakes. However, the, tele, the telegeodynamic system by Tesla never managed to get beyond the prototype. The device was in reality, not powerful enough to send energy far enough. Dampening of the oscillations by structures and the underground was far too strong. Another idea of Tesla's was more successful. And by the way, I don't believe them one bit. 
I don't believe them that he was not successful because I believe that even that uh, West of Face experiment in Russia that leveled those trees that they were testing Tesla's theories then, okay? First of all, I believe Tesla was given blueprints from old world technology. And he was not retrofitting, reverse engineering them. I do not believe that it was any different from this device called the Telogeodynamics or the earthquake machine. I believe very much so he was successful, but it that technology was hidden because it would be used for as weaponry. Okay. So instead of using it, and they probably do still use it to prevent earthquakes. I believe that it is used as military weaponry for earthquakes. Okay? Now, you could call me the conspiracy theorist with the tinfoil hat on. That's just my personal opinion. Specifically, there's one island that gets hit on a regular basis. That just got hit a couple weeks ago. Now they have said people at the border of Texas, baby. I'm just saying, I'm just the conspiracy theorist with the tinfoil hat on. All right. He imagined using the oscillation generated by his device to prospect the underground. Waves sent into the underground would be reflected by obstacles or different rocks. Observing the returning waves, a geologist may be able to see the underground. It's just the basic idea that modern symologists use. Pulses of energy generated by electromagnetic devices, controlled explosions, or mechanical pistons send deep into the underground, are reflected or deflected by geological structures. The reflected signals can then be used to reconstruct a model of the underground. Okay, so he basically at the end of the article saying that they use a similar concept, very similar concept, but they use it to construct images of what is deep underground. So you expect me to believe that his Tesla's earthquake machine work was not successful? Oh, but they just used it for a lighter version to be, to be able to send waves underground to map out what is actually underground. Oh, okay then. Okay. Let's see what Wikipedia had to say real quick. Um, 
Okay, we talked about that. Uh, so let's see. Tesla's oscillator is uh, an electricity generator. Steam would be forced into the oscillator and exit through a series of ports, pushing a piston up and down that was attached to an armature, causing it to vibrate up and down at a high speed, producing electricity. The casing upper chamber had to withstand pressures of 400 PSI and temperatures exceeding 200 Celsius. Some versions use air trapped behind the pistons as an air spring, increasing efficiency. Another variation used electromagnetics to control the frequency of the piston's oscillation. This was the one that was successful. Another variation used electromagnetics to control the frequency of the piston oscillation. Tesla developed many versions of the oscillator and looked on it as a possible replacement for the inefficiency picking steam engines used to turn generators. But it was superseded by the development of the high-efficient steam turbines. Mm -hmm. Tesla also used the highly regulated turnable oscillation of the device to set frequency in his high-frequency electrical and wireless transmitted experiments. There are also claims it had a psychological chow, chow, clutch pearls, clutch pearls. There, is, uh, there are also claims that it had a physiological effect on people subjected to its vibrations and that it acted as a laxative causing people to immediately run to the bathroom afterwards. Chow! Clutch pearls, clutch pearls! Mudflood community, y'all hearing this? Hmm. See how powerful frequencies are? Hmm. All right, so we talked about uh, in the other article about the earthquake, uh, earthquake claims with him using a little device and um, making a little uh, building that was the steel steel frame that was under construction unstable. Um, at the 1935 party, Tesla also claimed that the Mechanical oscillator could destroy the Empire State Building with five pounds of air pressure if attached on a girder and that he expected to earn $100 million from the oscillator within two years. Okay, so they're going to say once again, the oscillator earthquake machine was explored in 2006 Episode 60, Earthquake Machine, the Mythbusters made a device powered by electricity rather than steam. 
It produced vibrations that could be felt hundreds of feet away, but no earthquake shaking on the bridge they attached to. They judged that the claim that the device produced an earthquake to be false. Well, I'm going to tell you, Wikipedia, we can go on YouTube and find videos where they put frequency sounds to the ground, baby, and made that uh, particular part turn to mud. Literally, they made solid turn to mud. All right. So y'all can go on somewhere. Whoever wrote this article, they took that man was giving the old world technology. Okay. He reversed engineered it. It was hidden and it was used for weaponry. This is just one of the things. Okay, they made hint in here with him using a frequency to generate electricity wirelessly. That was the other in invention that was hidden and Edison's was used. Okay, so they can go on somewhere. Now let's check out another um, thing. I wanted to give y'all both of the uh, mainstream Media's takes. Uh, you all can check out this site, Inventions and Experiments of Nikola Tesla. Um, it's teslaresearch.jimdofree.com. Right? So, seems like dude did a very good job. I have not gone through all of this. Um, but shout out to Jim. For putting this uh, together. Okay. You can see it all here. Um, Tesla's electric light and manufacturing. Niagara Fall power project. Um, invention of radio. Tesla turbine. Tesla coils. That's what people hear the most. About them Tesla coils. Now, mud flood communities, y'all know what these Tesla coils. Okay, and let me scroll back up. Uh, some say this, these Tesla towers, the Tesla coils. All right. Mud flood communities, when you talk about those old buildings with the um the spires or spikes on top of them, they're copper. Okay, and some had copper and mercury in them that they were used as free energy devices. Okay, Tesla coil. Okay, we continuously see them use um, the coils in movies, specifically, I was just reminded on um, the HBO Lovecraft Country when Atticus, Atticus was um, in that particular secret society meeting, putting old boy on notice, and old boy 
was trying to get him to open up a portal. He was trying to get him to open up a portal. And what did he have, oh boy? Put both of his hands on, one hand apiece. Hmm, it was some Tesla coils, baby. Right? So they have Tesla turbine on here. Um, a bunch of stuff. Here's the death ray. We're going to jump over the death ray in a minute, y'all. Let's get on this earthquake machine. Then I want to see what uh Jim got to say about that death ray. <laughs> then we're going to wrap it up. Okay, electromechanical uh, oscillator and Tesla's earthquake machine. Nikolai Tesla revealed that an earthquake withdrew police and ambulance to the region of his laboratory at 48 East Houston, uh, New York. Houston Street, New York in 1898 was the result of a little machine he was experimenting with. Okay. And he, which was the, uh, experimented with at a time which you could put in your overcoat pocket. So this is supposedly Tesla's quote. I was experimenting with vibrations. I had one of my machines going and I wanted to see if I could get in, get it in tune Go on, Tesla, I'm going to clutch my pearls. He said, I wanted to see if I could get it in tune with the vibration of the building. I put it up notch after notch. There was a peculiar cracking sound. I asked my assistants, where did that sound come from? They did not know. I put the machine up a few more notches. There was a louder cracking sound. I knew I was approaching the vibration of the steel building. I pushed the machine a little higher. Suddenly, all the heavy machinery in the place was flying around. I grabbed a hammer and broke the machine. The building would have been about our ears in another minute, in another in. in Another few minutes. Outside in the street, there was pandemonium. The police and the ambulance arrived. I told my assistant to say nothing. We told the police it must have been an earthquake. That's all they ever knew about it. Some shrewd reporter asked Dr. Tesla at this point what he would need to destroy the Empire State Building, and the doctor replied, Go on, Tesla, I'm clutching my pearls. Vibration will do anything. Mm-hmm. Sure will, boo. It will only be necessary to step up the vibrations of the machine to fit the natural vibrations of the building, and the building will come crashing down. That's why soldiers break step crossing a bridge. On the occasion of his annual birthday celebration interview by the press on July 10th, 1935, in his suite at the Hotel New Yorker, Tesla announced a method of transmitting mechanical energy accurately with minimum loss over any terrestrial distance, including a related new means of communication and a method he claimed which would facilitate 
and unearing location of underground mineral deposits. Um, in that other article, uh, uh, Forbes, didn't they say that they used the device to map out stuff underground? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But none of the other stuff he did, that didn't go into play. That wasn't successful, according to them, allegedly and supposedly. Uh-huh. I told you they used the lesser publicly. They used the lesser of the technology. They hid the heavy-hitting stuff. At that time, he recalled the earth-trembling quake that uh, brought police and ambulances, uh, ambulances rushing to the scene of his Houston Street laboratory while an experiment was in progress with one of his mechanical oscillators. Tesla's mechanical power transmission system, he dubbed it the art of telegeodynamics was based primarily upon his ret yeah, I know my country, but can't pronounce that. My brain just can't get it together. So I'm just going to say, upon his engine invention, patent US 514-169, February 6, 1894. Okay, so blood had a patent on this. While the fundamental operating principles of Tesla's mechanical oscillator are well understood, little has been said about how the machine would have been used for underground prospecting. What you mean little has been said? They've been using it! They just admitted in another little Forbes magazine that they use it today to map out Things that are underground. Child. The electromechanical uh, oscillator was originally designed as a source of ashronius, that is to say, frequency stable. That's interesting. So the electro. Um, Mechanical oscillator was originally designed as a source that is to say frequency stable. Alternative electric currents used with both wireless transmitting and receiving apparatus. Okay. So transmitting frequency. And he wanted to stabilize the frequency. In dynamic systems theory, an oscillator is called isochronous if the frequency is independent of its amplitude. An electromechanical uh, device runs at the same rate regardless of change changes in the device. The, I'm sorry, in its drive force, so it maintains a constant frequency. Okay, gotcha. Simple mechanical oscillator used in first experiments. 
okay, and the original steam engine, later fitted with the coils. Wow, later fitted with the coils and magnetic fields to produce currents of precise, consistent frequency. Wow. And they're going to try to convince us they ain't used this man's stuff or the stuff that he reverse engineered from the old world technology. They're going to try to sit up here and convince us that they didn't use this? Child. Okay, let me see if I want to read this because I don't feel like all of this going into tech tech stuff, y'all. Yeah, I'm not going into this. All right. So, uh, tech heads, you can get this yourself and go into details. I ain't finna do all of that. Um, cause that's not what we're here for to go into specifics. But thank you, Sir Jim, for putting this out there. Do gets into this pretty detail. Child, let me say this page. Uh, child, sorry y'all had to see me do this. <laughs> I need to say this because blood drew it out here. So tech heads, go on y'all. This, this pretty detailed to me. Okay, so the last one I want to check out. Now y'all know I'm going to be playing around with this thing, looking at this stuff. Let's see what old boy got to say on the death ray. Oh, get out of here. Looking at the picture, the death ray. All right, he's still working on this one. Ciao. All right. Um, Architectural drawing by Titus Debula shows Tesla's high potential terminal and powerhouse. So for y'all on the podcast, it's like this building, y'all. And on the building, it looks like really, it's shaped like a big old, it looks like a microphone, y'all. A steel microphone. But y'all know how the, micro, the microphone head is like this ball. And then it looks like uh, little windows around it, okay? So uh, this illustration was included with his death ray weapon proposal. Mm-hmm. Remember I told y'all the death ray, that stuff they show, they been, been, been done showing us in Star Wars now. Let's see what Blood got to say. Now he gonna make me be revisiting in this, this little uh, site. Shout out, Jim, shout out. Tesla explained in many articles about experiments or inventions that could produce effects at considerable distances. He described different phenomena which seem to have different um, nature between each other. Despite his statements about this concept have never been demonstrated today, there exists the concept of, see y'all, see, I know I'm country. I, I know I'm country now. I know I'm country. I know I'm country, get tongue-tied with the little words, my enunciation be off, but didn't I tell y'all about that do? Direct 
energy weapons. Child, clutch pearls now, baby. Didn't I not tell y'all that's where they done got this stuff from? That they got it from Tesla? And I say Tesla was given a blueprint to reverse engineer the old world technology that has been hidden. So they ain't fenced to sit up here and tell me. They're not fenced to sit up here and tell moi that they just came up with this. Get out of here. Today, there exists the concept of direct energy weapons, which is applied in different weapons for the who? For the whom? Military defense to produce effects at distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm just a conspiracy theorist with the tenfold hat on. Mm-hmm. I now this Tesla's words, y'all. I am producing strong shadows at a distance of forty feet. I repeat, forty feet and even more. Nor is this all. So strong are the actions on the film that provisions must be made to guard the plates in my photographic department located on the floor above a distance of fully 60 feet from being spoiled by long exposure to the stray rays. Mm -hmm. Though during my investigations, I have performed many experiments which seemed extraordinary. I am deeply astounded observing these unexpected manifestations and still more so as even now I see before me the possibility not to certitude of augmenting the effects with my apparatus at least tenfold. These effects upon the sensitive plate at so great a distance I attribute to the employment of a bulb with a single terminal, which permits the use of practically any desired potential and the attainment of extraordinary speeds of the projected particles. With such a bulb, it is also evident that the action upon a fluorescent screen is proportionately greater than when the usual kind of tube is employed. And I have already observed enough to feel sure that the great developments are to be looked for in this direction. All right, so I'm going to go back up to this picture. So I guess what he's showing, um, when I was explaining for the podcast folks who don't have the the visual of on top of a building, it looks like a microphone. Um, And at the uh, top of the round-shaped microphone, I guess that's the the bulb he's referring to. Child. And then the windows is what the lasers come out of. Child. Mm, mm, mm. If y'all ain't hip on do today, D-E-W, direct energy, or they say it in here, directed energy weapon. Go look it up on YouTube, baby, and you gonna see that bad boy and work and work. 
Now they so cold with it. Now they are using it for practical uses, but it's not called, of course, do. Um, some manufacturers are starting to use it on a much smaller scale in handheld devices. Okay. And I, when I saw an engineer show a video of it, I started cracking up. I said, ain't that the Star Wars? Um, what's the face? And he kind of laughed. He said, yeah, you can kind of, you, you can say it's like that. Child. Now, of course, I couldn't say that. But I was like, child. Star Wars don't put everything up in there, baby. Today, we know that x-rays are a form of invisible, high-frequency, electromagnetic radiation wave with wavelength between 10 and 0 0.0 nanometers corresponding to a frequency of 3, I'm sorry, 30 PHZ to 3 E hertz. They are produced by accelerating electrons at a metal target. Gone, Jim. Use a bad MF, baby. I ain't even mad at you, honey. So I was just explaining to you that the engineer was showing us a video of the, um, what y'all call that Star Wars weapon? I think it's, uh... I don't know if it's a lifesaver or a saber or something like that. Forgive me. Y'all know the thing that Darth Vader and them uh, pull out and they're and it's that laser light, that straight laser light. And you know, the Jedi and them, you got to have a Jedi. You got to be a Jedi to have one, I think. They may have changed. But back in the day, you had to have a jet, be a Jedi to have one. Okay, and it's different colors. Blue. Red, I think I've seen white. Those are the different frequency. Those are the different frequency spectrums. So blood straight breaking down a little formula right there. In medical app application, this is, wait a minute, y'all. How they going to call this tongue? You better stop playing with me. Wait a minute. They call it tongue strand. That's kind of a play on um the explosion that went on in Russia, right? Y'all didn't think I caught that? Show did catch that. Let me flip back to this article real quick. Chelsea, you can't be playing with me. You can't be playing with my country ass. I know I'm country, but I ain't slow. Slow I ain't. Ain't that a play on this little word? Baby, don't play with me. So you means to tell me that in the medical application, this is tongue strand 95%, rhenium 5%, or molybdenum. X-rays are used in various medical applications. Child. 
Let's continue. Everything in this universe, family, is about frequency. Everything. From the sun to what they're calling the moon. Everything is about frequency, i.e. vibration. Even you. In 1907, when commenting on the destruction of the French ship Aena, Tesla noted in a letter to the New York Times that he has built and tested remotely controlled torpedoes, but that electrical waves would be more destructive. Child clutch pearls, baby! As to projecting wave energy to a particular region of the globe... Stop playing with us, Tesla. Okay, but I'm going to move on. Keep, keep, be focused, Rhonda. This can be done by my device, he wrote. Further, he claimed that the spot at which the desired effect is to be produced can be calculated very closely, assuming the accepted terrestrial measurements to be correct. Baby, obviously they didn't want him talking about no do. Back up in the day, they didn't want him publicly talking about it. They just wanted him to keep building, keep re-engineering, so they can put their other classified scientists on it that were going to make what he had already done. Okay? So again, in my opinion... Tesla was giving the blueprints to the old world hidden technology. He reverse engineered it. They hid what they wanted to hide. But they did not stop using it. They further developed it. And that was that. And the public stuff that they give... Tesla credit for was the quote quote low level stuff okay so all of this technology that they're now starting to release to the public do which was really the death ray which they showed you that back up in Star Wars mm-hmm <laughs> Wireless technology. Mm -hmm. So take note because when they start coming out with free energy, I can guarantee you they're going to be using what Tesla had already done re-engineer. They're going to be talking about using energy via electromagnetic waves, i.e. the Earth's frequency. This the new technology. They're going to call it new, but it's not new. It's the old world technology remixed. Uh, and to be honest, they ain't even finna remix it. 
In 1908, Tesla repeated the idea of destruction by electrical waves on the newspaper on April 24th. His letter to the editor stated, When I spoke of future warfare, I meant that it should be conducted by direct application of electrical waves without the use of aerial engines or other implements of destruction. He added, this is not a dream. Child. Let me sip this water right quick. Even now, wireless power plants could be constructed by which any region of the globe might be rendered uninhabitable without subjecting the population of other parts to serious danger or inconvenience. Chow. Clutch pearls. Clutch pearls. Clutch pearls. So he said, what now? Wireless power plants? Okay. Okay. Mm, okay. Again, in 1915, in another letter to the editor, Tesla stated, it is perfectly practical to transmit electrical energy without wires and produce destructive effects at a distance. I have already constructed a wireless transmitter, which makes this possible. When unavoidable, the transmitter may be used to destroy property and life. Child. Mm, mm, mm. So, basically, it yep, can be used as energy. Wireless energy at that. But then you can also use it to strike targets. Mm. Okay. Um, so this is some clip is oh, this is from the New York Times headlines, December 8, 1915. Tesla's new device like bolts of Thor. He seeks to patent wireless engine for destroying navies by pulling a lever. In 1915, wireless engines? Child, let's keep going. Um, the electrical experimenter, August 1917, at the time of those tests, I succeeded in producing the most powerful X-rays ever seen. I could stand at a distance of 100 feet from the X-ray apparatus and see the bones of the hand clearly with the aid of a fluorescent or fluoroscope screen. And I could have easily seen them at a distance several times this by utilizing suitable power. In fact, I could not then produce, I'm, I'm sorry, I could not then procure X-ray generators to handle even a small fraction of the power I had available. But I now have apparatus 
designed whereby this tremendous energy of hundreds of kilowatts can be successfully transformed into x-rays. By the same month, Tesla outlined a, cup, a concept of primitive radar-like units. He stated, by their electromagnetic waves used we may produce at will from a sending station an electrical effect in any particular region of the globe with which we may determine the relative position or course of a moving object, such as a vessel at sea, the distance traversed by the same or its speed. Child. So that's wirelessly he's saying that they can locate uh, moving objects. Tesla's 1917 proposal for direct directed energy submarine warfare. Child. Okay, so he's giving you uh y'all can come back there and come back here and get the details on that. The electrical experimenter August 1917 and the New York Yankees tricks to circumvent the U-boat, the Fort Wayne Journal Gazette, Fort Wayne, Indiana. So y'all can come back and read that as well. I believe the magnetic method of locating or indicating the presence of an iron or steel mass might prove very practical in locating a hidden submarine. And it is, of course, a paramount of paramount importance that we do find a means of accurately locating the subsea fighters when they are submerged so that we can, with this information, be ready to close in on them when they attempt to come to the surface. Mm -hmm. We know um, they're using that today, don't we? Mm -hmm. Especially is this important, important when several vessels are traveling in fleet formation the location and presence of the enemy submarine can be radiographed to the other vessels by the one doing the magnetic surveying and by means of a net in some cases or gunfire and the use of hydro airplanes sent aloft from the shift under the enemy water stands a mighty good chance of being either bombed, shelled, or netted. Damn. Now, this part, y'all, I didn't know that old boy Tesla was into developing weapons. That part I didn't know, but it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. Probably why he was hired in the first place or given that information to reverse engineer. I'm just saying. However, a means would soon be found of nullifying this magnetic detector of the submerged underwater warcraft. They might make the U-boat hulls, uh, hulls of some non-magnetic metal such as copper, brass, or aluminum. Okay? It is a good rule to always keep in mind that for practically every good invention of such as this, there has always been in, uh, venting in opposite and equally efficient counteracting invention. So basically he's saying if... Um, the metal, they can always slap on some copper, brass, or aluminum to, to, to throw off the device, okay, locating where they are. 
Um, all right, so now suppose that we erect on a vessel a large rectangular helice or induct trains or, or induct trans coil of insulated wire. Okay, 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 okay. Actual experiments in my laboratory at Houston Street, New York City have proven that the presence of a local iron mass, such as the ship's hull, would not interfere with the action of this device. To the coil of wire, measuring perhaps 400 feet in length by 70 feet in width, the breadth of the ship, we connect a source of extremely high frequency and very powerful oscillating current. By this means, there are uh, radiated powerful oscillating electrostatic currents, which as I have found by actual experiment in my Colorado test some years ago, will first affect a metallic body, such as a submarine hull, even though made of brass or any other metal. Okay, so he found a way around it. Okay. And in any turn, cause that mass to react inductively on the exciting coil on the ship. To locate an iron mass, it is not necessary to excite the coil with a high-frequency current. The critical balance of the coil will be affected by simply sim affected simply by the presence of the magnetic body. To be able to accurately determine the direction and range of the enemy submarine for exciting inductance should be used. With a single inductance, however, it will be possible to determine the location of a submarine by running the ship first in one direction and then in another and noting whether the reactance effect caused by the presence of the submarine hole increased or decreased. Okay? The radiating inductance must be very sharp, sharply attuned to the measuring apparatus installed on the ship. But no trouble will be found in detecting the presence of such a large metallic mass as a submarine, even as a distance of five to six miles. Of this, I feel confidence from my past experiments in the realm of ultra-high frequency currents and potentials. All right, so um, I'm only going to read a little bit more of this, and you all can certainly come back to it. Um, Tesla was incorrect in his assumption that the high-frequency radio waves would penetrate water, but Emily Garado, or Garadou, or Garadois, who helped develop France, okay, so France, I'm going to say Garadois, or Garadois, who helped develop France's first radar system in the 1930s, noted in 1953 that Tesla's general speculation that a very strong high-frequency signal would be needed was correctly stating. Tesla was prophesizing or dreaming since he had at his, at, since he had at his disposal no means of carrying them out, but one must add that if he was dreaming, at least he was dreaming correctly. Chow, I'm going to stop right here. Um, no, I'm going to go to the next one. That man wasn't dreaming the MF thing. Baby, he had, uh, um, re-engineered old world technology. He didn't dream a doggone thing. Now, he may have been having vivid dreams as he got into 
re-engineering that old world technology. But he didn't just dream up that stuff. On July 11, 1934, the inventor described a new weapon for the first time in the New York Sun and the New York Times as being able to use against ground-based infantry or for anti-aircraft purposes. The press called it a peace ray or death ray. Okay, so it's more in this article. Y'all can definitely um, come here and read it yourself. Oh, that's a great picture they have in here. The Tesla Tower and Chow. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay, so uh, and then he's gonna get into specifics for you tech heads. Um, so, but we're gonna stop there. Uh, so again, this site is Tesla Research Um, as you can see, he has. And this is the inventions and experiments of Nikola Tesla. Ooh, child, we're going to have to come back to this because I see atmospheres, phenomenon. Child, I'm going to have to come back to this. Baby, I'm going to have to come back to this and do, the, do a follow-up because I didn't want to make this this long. So, again, family, this is old-world technology. It has been hidden in plain sight. So over the next five years, you're going to see them drastically start reintroducing this old world technology, okay? You're going to start hearing them talk more and more about free uh, energy. You're going to start to hear them talk more and more about electric cars, Okay, and a host of other things, all right? By 10 years out, they're really going to claim they're going to make huge leaps in not only technology, but they're also going to say in medicine as well. And it's going to be natural, quote, quote, medicine. Please note, it's not going to be new at all. It's going to be old world technology that they have decided to re-release. So I hope you all got something out of this family. I'm actually going to follow back up on this. I'm going to have to go through... Uh, Jim stuff, because Jim, I like what you did here. Uh, I really, really do. So, child, I'm I'm fencing to go through your little stuff, and um, I'm I'm gonna make this a um a series, old world technology hidden in plain sight. So, thank you so much, family, for uh being patient with me. <laughs> this. <laughs>